Religiosanity, episode 21. And we are continuing our discussion we started the last time. We're about... right in the middle of a very dramatic story from Proto-Evangelium of James, the Charles Dickens of his time. <laughs> yes, yeah, or... <laughs> R-rated uh, oh, stories. Oh, we didn't for, get to the R-rated uh, part yeah, yet. Yeah, well, we we touched it here and right. there a little bit. Maybe PG thirteen. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, so we were talking about at earlier times where we heard about uh, immaculate conception of Mary. Yes. Uh, by Joachim or Joachim and Anna. Yeah. And how she was uh, brought up first in her home without touching ground, uh, kept yeah. uh, then uh, brought to temple, yeah. and then uh, under divine orders through uh, oracle. All the widows came uh, in. Or divination, uh, you know, dove came down to a rod of uh, widowers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Joseph received her yeah. uh, under his wings to, to protect her yeah. uh, virginity uh, for the temple uh, and on behalf of the temple. And uh, then we heard how virgins from the temple received their duties of creating the veil uh, for the temple or curtain for the temple mm -hmm. and uh, that Mary drew uh, for herself the scarlet and the pure purple as her colors to, to work with, um, uh, probably to make threads, mm. spinning them. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we heard how she went for water to a water uh, well and uh, met with angel. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before her and said, Do not fear, Mary, for you have found grace before the Lord of all things and shall conceive by his word. When she heard this, she considered it and said, Shall I conceive by the Lord, the living God, and bear as every woman bears? And the angel of the Lord said, Not so, Mary, for the power of the Lord shall overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One who is born of you shall be called the Son of the Most High, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Already you hear, see that kind of overlapping yes. Yes. Of, of both Gospels, uh, Luke and Matthew, and this is exactly where we stopped, because this is the moment where we are stepping into the material which is preserved, uh, which is presented and here lifted yeah. into the Proto-Evangelium of James from, um, Luke, and from Luke and Matthew, Matthew from yeah. the Biblical Gospels. Yeah. While before he might have some sources, but they were definitely not connected whatsoever yeah. with, um, with, with Biblical Gospels. Yeah. There might be some oral traditions, uh, more legendary, than anything else. Mm -hmm. uh, as, and as we saw, it was definitely not written by anyone who had any major understanding <laughs> of the Jewish tradition yeah. at all. Yeah. Uh, it was, I compare it like to someone who just hears the sermons um, 
on the Hebrew Bible. Doesn't take the book home. Uh, it does not take the book home, does not read it, does not have really thorough understanding yeah. of it. And, and here you have the overlapping, you have Annunciation by Angel which mm -hmm. is almost lifted from, uh, almost from, from, from Luke. Yeah. But then you have that command about the son, uh, son's name and uh, an explanation of that name, which is actually from the Gospel of Matthew. Uh -huh. So here you so have already kind them, of yeah. overlapping those two, uh, two Gospels and harmonizing them together. Um, but that's about it. She she receives that the servant of the Lord I am, and I'll let it be to me uh, according to the word. Uh, I'm I'm here not quoting literally. And Mary said, "Behold, I'm the handmaid of the Lord before Him. Be it to me according to your word." It's not exactly how it is in the Bible, but it's pretty close. Mm -hmm. Then she really finishes her work uh, with uh, spinning those threads, purple and uh, uh, scarlet, and brings it back to the priest. And priest is well pleased and blesses her. And uh, Mary, the Lord God has magnified your name and you shall be blessed among all generations of the earth. And Mary then goes to see Elizabeth. And here we are in Gospel of Luke. Uh, you, you know, there is a similar story about mm -hmm. Mary and Elizabeth. And then when she was, Mary was in the sixth month, uh, behold, Joseph came from his building work and entered his house and found her with child six months pregnant. Wow. He's, he's, he's and, con and confounded he, or mad? He is, uh, he is really perplexed. With what countenance shall I look towards the Lord my God? What prayer shall I offer for this maiden? For I received her as a virgin out of the temple of the Lord my God and have not protected her. Oh, Who so he has... Wow. Who has deceived me? Who has done this evil in my house and defiled the virgin? Has the story of Adam been repeated in me? For as Adam was absent in an hour oh. of his prayer, and the serpent came and found Eve alone and deceived Whoa. her, so also has it happened to me? He... <laughs> You know, and then wow. it continues and continues, but you know, uh, and so here you see what I mean, because you have no word of Adam being praying uh, right. in, in, the, in the book of Genesis. But that's instance. such an interesting uh, comparison. Oh, of course. No, no, it's that's such very an interesting common. Thing no, to make. that's a very common uh, uh, comparison. Is Here you have the theology uh, kind of uh, blooming, even. Mm. You know, early Christian theology, you can find it even in uh, already in Apostle Paul mm. or some Pauline letters that, mm. you know, uh, Jesus is the new Adam. 
Right. And while the uh, old Adam brought the curse, the new one is bringing right. salvation. Right. So here you have right. exactly this kind of sermonizing, yeah. you know, the sermons, uh, early Christian sermons uh, being mirrored here. Well, there's two questions here. First of all, isn't it very interesting that, that he's basically lamenting over a dereliction of his duty mm -hmm. rather than as a, in, in the gospel or in other places, it seems like he's, he's mad because he thinks that she betrayed their marriage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Whereas in this one, he's he was given a job to keep her a virgin. <laughs> yes, yes, and yeah, he yeah. didn't do it. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, and it, it continues. This is not the this is not the end of it. Mm -hmm. So uh, Joseph is hiding her. Of course, he is hiding it. He is oh, wow. uh, afraid. Uh, he is lamenting. He is accusing her. What did you do to me? And yeah. and, and so on. And what shall I do with her? I will put her away secretly. That, that's where it is mm. kind of trying to explain that part of that uh, from Gospel of Matthew. Is, yeah. Here we are again in Gospel of Matthew. Uh, um, he, he hears from her that it was started by the Holy Spirit, but he, he knows that it is at the same time a quite weak explanation, at mm -hmm. least, you know, on a, on a face of it. Then he... he is met by angel of the Lord, just like in Gospel of Matthew, when mm -hmm. he uh, is being kind of brought in into this uh, uh, conspiracy with mm -hmm. Mary, uh, into, into this story. It's explained to him personally uh, that the Holy Spirit is at work with Mary and uh, the Son will be a very special one. And... Uh, and God of Israel, uh, who will bestow his grace upon him. Uh, and he guarded her. The Lord guarded her, Mary. But uh, then uh, a scribe is uh, visiting Joseph from the temple uh, because he hasn't come to temple for the service for quite a while. Here you have like... Uh, early sign of that, uh, uh, how Christians were looking after each other, don't come to worship several times, uh, several Sundays, and someone from the church will come calling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or among evangelicals, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, kind of projecting their own experience to the temple uh, religion. You know, mm -hmm. you know, no one would care in the temple setting. Uh -huh. You know, that, that's the <laughs> projection from the Christian setting. Yeah. But, uh, and Joseph he said, because I was weary from the journey and I wanted to rest, so that's why I did not come to temple. Uh -huh. you know, here it does not take the long. They just noticed that he returned from his work and uh -huh. he did not show up uh -huh. for a worship. Uh -huh. So they sent, uh, here he is called Anas, scribe who is visiting, but while he is there and chatting with Joseph, uh, checking why he did not come to worship, he noticed that Mary was pregnant. He, could, he that, couldn't hide her in another room when the dude uh, showed up? I don't up. know, that those were probably small houses, you know. Or, uh, <laughs> and he went running to the priest and said to him, Joseph, for whom you are witness, has grievously transgressed. Sure, it was his duty to do that. 
And uh, high priest said, in what way? <laughs> and he said, the virgin whom he received from the temple of the Lord, he has defiled oh. and, and has secretly consummated his marriage with her and has not disclosed it to the children of Israel. And no, the priest I... said to him, has Joseph done this? And Anas said to him, send officers and you will find the virgin pregnant. And the officers went and found as he had said and brought her and Joseph to the court. And the priest said, Mary, why have you done this? But she wept bitterly saying, as the Lord my God lives, I am pure before him, and I know not a man. Mm. And the priest said to Joseph, Why have you done this? And Joseph said, As the Lord my God lives, I am pure concerning her. And the priest said, Do not give false witness, but speak the truth. You have consummated your marriage in the secret and have not disclosed it to the children of Israel, and have not bowed your head under the mighty hand in order that your seed might be blessed. And Joseph was silent. Wow. Then continues something, and again, kind of like uh, uh, almost an anecdote mm -hmm. here, or mm -hmm. partly joke. Mm -hmm. It's an anecdote lifted up again from the very, very superficial reading of the Bible uh, uh, because the priest then gives them that uh, ordeal, uh, judgment with a bitter water. Are you familiar with bitter no. water ordeal? No. No. That is described in the book of Moses in the Numbers. Mm. And it's the, the rule of, to find paternity. You know, if there is an accusation of illegitimate, uh, mm -hmm. uh, illegitimate sex mm -hmm. uh, or pregnancy, uh, then uh, the woman is brought to the temple and given an ordeal of uh, bitter water. That text in Numbers is like two different layers uh, overlaying each other. Hmm. You know, in one they are sweeping the floor in the temple and putting it into water, mixing it and giving it to her to drink. Wow. Uh, in the other one they are writing curses on a parchment which they are washing into that uh, cup. <sighs> and giving it to her to drink, okay? okay? So here you have like two different layers uh, yeah. kind of put together. Uh, that's very interesting from the critical perspective mm -hmm. there. But uh, it's uh, clearly a description of ordeal, which is a divine judgment. Uh, it's like a punishment or, or is there... No, no, it's not punishment. It's to it find for? out whether that is legitimate or illegitimate uh, How would they uh, find pregnancy. out? Technically, how no, would they find out the, after they you are, drink it? So they are giving it to her to drink this, uh, this what is called bitter water. Yeah. 
And then uh, either on that parchment it is written or then uh, in that pre-writing period it was clearly pronounced uh, or said. The curse that if that pregnancy is illegitimate, uh, let the effect of this bitter water be in, in, your, uh, uh, in your tummy. Uh -huh. that you will miscarriage, you know, or your stomach will burst, you know, oh. or th there is a curse accompanying. I'm, I, I now oh. don't remember exactly how it is. So basically, the baby's going to die. I did the exegesis die. of that yeah. long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> let, it, uh, let you die during the childbearing, oh. you know, or the, during the birth. Because the floor in the temple, oh. where uh, there you had the sacrifices, the imagine oh, that uh, the blood of the animals and everything. That the, the, the temple functioned primarily. You, you, we have all that kind of beautiful images of temples yeah. because we see the temples where there is no cult going on. You know yeah. those archaeological in Egypt or elsewhere. Yeah. We see the temples devoid of the real temple life. Mm. The real temple life uh, was pretty stingy and, and awful. Mm. You know, it was like an, a slaughterhouse. Oh. You know, just imagine yeah. you know, all the animals being brought in, yeah. being sacrificed and offered on temples and part of it eaten yeah. by those who brought those animals yeah. there. And part of it probably sold out, out uh, as, as a proceed for the temple and its mm. functioning. And uh, so on the floor of the temple, it'll be full of botulism. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, you have all these cows and sheep and, and, and all of those animals yeah. which are associated until today with botulism. Yeah. yeah you know, so you will be digesting botulin Oh, God. Uh, bacteria uh, very, very easily that way, you know. So that's one thing. And the other thing is when you think about uh, inks or anything of that kind, that's that other version, you know, mm -hmm. where they are writing curses on apartments and then they are washing them into that cup of bitter water. And that's basically poison. That could be poison as well. I don't know. I'm not saying it is poison. Depends yeah. how you make that ink. But considering how they made inks back then, it, it'll be soot mm -hmm. and different other uh, pigments. Most of them derived from heavy metals mm -hmm. or some metals, oxides of metals. Uh, mm -hmm. So arsenic would give you a nice uh, da uh, dark green color. Mm. Uh, copper oxide, which is poisonous also, and so on and so forth. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, drinking something like that right. would definitely not make you uh, healthier and happier. Right. Let me put right. it that way. But that's the rational explanation right. of it. You, you, you know, I think right. that... But uh, now let us return Wait, from... <laughs> and I just want to say this about this yeah. part of the story that you just said. You know, you know, this is often called the greatest story ever told, okay? But this... This aspect of it makes it even greater. You know, it's not, you know, in, in the story as it is told mm -hmm. around this time, in Christmas time, the whole big thing is it, he, he kind of gets over it quick. Jo Joseph gets over it quick, and it's only Joseph's problem. The idea that Mary is pregnant is only Joseph's problem until you hear it like this. This is so much more interesting. He was given a task. Yeah, to yeah. watch over this virgin, yeah, yeah. and yeah. and then these and then they're he's brought up to this tribunal, 
And they're basically like, yo, bro, you didn't do it. Yes. And, and you, you, not only didn't you do it, we think you did it. Or your sons. Not, uh, that's yeah. another explanation. You, you know, because Why he had older this? sons. That, that's the accounting for all the brothers of Jesus. Here we come back. Right. Okay. So, but, but why uh, wasn't this aspect of the story entered into our tradition in the Middle Ages and made into the great, uh, the greatest story ever told, even greater? I don't know because they probably realized that it is a little off. Really, you know, and that's what what I call. But it's that, that's what I call like it, it is almost like it is, um, uh, like you have um, comic strips, yes, you know, or comic yes. books. Yes. So this this is a, the more comic comic book it version. It is it is a comic book version of. Yes. Uh, yes. It, it is full of life. Yes. You know, it's hilarious, but at the, the same time... The details are amazing, yes. At the same time, <laughs> if you know, and those who were deciding the things, you know, what should go into Bible and what should not, you know, there was never really directly like a committee sitting, but you can mm -hmm. imagine that there was like that confluence of the ideas yeah. among those. They knew the Hebrew Bible or they knew mm -hmm. the Old Testament, and they knew that this is kind of a little offish. I see. That it is like someone who is very pious and who is very um, trying to be faithful, mm -hmm. lifting up from the Hebrew Bible some of the aspects and stories and peculiar features mm -hmm. and building them into this story but not really matching it because mm -hmm. we were now describing the that ordeal of the bitter water yes. okay i gave that summation of how it was in the hebrew bible more or less you know i did that exegesis something like 7 years ago so mm -hmm. you know i might have few details a little off but uh, it's clear that it was only for the woman yeah because that was where they try to make sure whether that pregnancy is legitimate or not yeah okay but in proto evangelium of james you have the hilarious aspect of it that it is not only mary who is drinking this bitter water but it is joseph really? as well <laughs> of course okay uh, so give back the virgin whom you have received from the temple and they they do that and the priest said i will give you both to drink the water of conviction of the lord Wow. And it will make your sin manifest in your eyes. And the priest took it and gave it to Joseph to drink and sent him into the hill country. And he returned whole. And he made Mary drink also and sent her into the hill country. And she returned whole. Hmm. And all the people marveled because sin did not appear in them. Wow. But this is clearly, you know, like you heard that in a sermon yeah. some time ago. Uh -huh. It caught your attention yeah. <laughs> because it is uh, this ordeal of bitter water is peculiar. Yeah. You know, it, it is very special. So you heard that or maybe during catechesis, 
mm-hmm. you know, while joining the church or somehow you heard about it. You never really fully grasped that. And, <laughs> and then so, you wrote about it. Yeah. And then you are <laughs> trying to introduce it into this proto evangelium of James and it is a little offish. <laughs> You know, right. you make even Joseph to drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, and, yeah, and so yeah. the other thing is that we never really know whether it had been ever used. You know, it is one of the, the, the those ordeals oh. preserved in the books of Moses. But no other evidence. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, th- those are like very, very few of these uh, magical rituals. They mm. are very few. Of, of this divination practices. You can call mm. it divination practices. This is one. And I bet you that if you ask just regular churchgoers whether they ever heard about ordeal of bitter water or something like that, I think that 90% would have no yeah. idea what we are talking about. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. um, here we return back. <laughs> so they yeah. are fine. Yeah. And Everybody's so, amazed. And everyone is rema- uh, amazed and they dismiss them. You know, yeah. they, they don't know what to do with them. Yeah. And so they are dismissed. And that's the time when King Augustus uh, decreed that uh, people should be counted. And that uh, all those in Bethlehem in Judea should be enrolled. Here it is kind of not yeah. the, the counting of the whole world. Yeah. I can read it. And there went out a decree from the King Augustus that all those in Bethlehem in Judea should be enrolled. So here he is trying probably to kind of harmonize or yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, correct right. that there was never under Roman Empire that universal census. We talked right. about it, I think. Uh, so here he is declaring that, uh, and I am assuming the author is he, yeah. uh, you know, uh, the author is um, uh, kind of making it that only those in Bethlehem should be counted mm, here. Mm-hmm. So instead of the whole world being yes. counted, here you have only Bethlehem. And Joseph said, I shall enroll my sons but what shall I do with this child? <laughs> How shall I enroll her? He's talking about not child, which is still not born, oh. you know, but about Mary. Oh. Did he, uh, kind, did he kind of think of her as, a, as it, his child? That, that, that is, yeah, it, because it's his she charge. was entrusted yeah, to him. Right. Okay. Uh, How shall I enroll her as my wife? I am ashamed to do that, or as my daughter, but all the children of Israel know that she is not my daughter. See, wait, this is so interesting. Wait, <laughs> yeah, wait, yeah. wait, wait, because, what, because of what you said last time about this whole idea that, that suddenly Joseph is out of the, out of the story. People were, are saying, when they see Jesus, they're saying, oh, the son of Mary. Mm-hmm. This makes more sense. That all makes more sense now when you read this. Oh, am I, am I wrong? Because and, and it's like the, him being the, 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 almost like, it's almost like Joseph is his grandfather in a way. It's almost like Mary's father is Joseph yeah, in yeah, a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and no and, wonder and, he would be out of the picture and, and, and at a certain you, point. And, and here you see why, why people 
clearly consider this to be a legend. Yeah. Because this is answering so many otherwise unanswered questions yes. you have with the text. And if you have something which is so smoothly and uh, <laughs> easily answering, you know, so that yes. you can understand and, and so on, then you know that people were working on it and they were harmonizing <laughs> it. While when you I have see, the yeah. situations where you simply don't know you are perplexed the things don't make sense and that's then probably you, more true that's more original <laughs> original yeah that's closer to the original source mm. of the story uh, because it has these uh, inconsistencies it, it has all these cracks in it which hasn't been yet harmonized mm. here it is psychologizing it is really you know the, suddenly you can understand you can relate more to it uh, it's built upon probably those at least two generations of preaching mm -hmm. already nice. you, you, nice. you know like trying to push it to, together so they are on their way to to Bethlehem mm -hmm. uh, Mary is on uh, on a donkey being brought there and uh, and uh, as they are going, uh, uh, once Joseph read, uh, turns around and she, she is all sullen and, and dark-faced and, and sad, and next time he turns around and she is all joyful, and, and he asks what's, uh, what's up, and she, uh, the, his understanding, I think, is that uh, there are two nations in her. Hmm. You know, the one, one, uh, one sad and one joyful, and that's kind of their way of dealing with uh, Christianity and Judaism. Wow. Uh, you, you know, one is that uh, that one which is on its way out, and right. the other one is uh, that ascending uh, uh, faith, which uh, mm. they con uh, consider themselves to be part of, exalting, mm -hmm. you know, and joyful. Um, but then there is uh, the time that she is to give birth. And uh, the Mary said to him, Joseph, take me down from the she-ass, she's traveling on a she-ass, for the child within me presses me to come forth. Mm -hmm. And he took her down from the she-ass and is looking for a place where they can settle. Mm -hmm. uh, there shall I take you and hide your shame. <laughs> you know, that's their way of talking about it. Uh, for the place is desert. And he found a cave there and brought her into it and left her in the care of his sons and went out to seek for a Hebrew midwife in the region of Bethlehem. And now we are turning into... Uh, language where he is speaking for himself Joseph uh -huh. you know it's it's a literally feature or genre feature uh, stylistic feature uh, and we hear now I Joseph was walking and yet I did not walk and I looked up to the air and saw the air in amazement and I looked up the vault of heaven and saw it standing still and the birds 
of the heaven, motionless. And I looked down and on at the earth and saw a dish placed there and a workman reclining and their hands were in the dish. But those who chewed did not chew and those who lifted up did not lift and those who put something into their mouth put nothing to their mouth. But everybody looked upwards and behold, Sheep were being driven, and they did not come forward, but stood still. And the shepherd raised his hand to strike them with his staff, but his hand remained upright. And I looked at the flow of the river, and saw the mouth of the kids over it, and they did not drink. And then suddenly... Everything went on its course again. He had just a moment of free, frozen time. Yes, that's that beautiful yeah, description beautiful. of of of. Uh, but what do you make of that, though? Why why describe this in such detail? Stop time. Yeah, uh, I, I think that it is a very very poetic way of really talking about momentous event and saying the time stopped. And everything stopped in its course. Yeah. And then he runs and finds a midwife, and and she investigates and she would, you know, where are you pulling me? And he says, Oh, I have, um, uh, the, 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 there is someone needing uh, the, her. Uh, so no. we have to we have to enter another woman into our nativity scene. Oh, yeah, midwife. yeah, no, no, there are two. <laughs> Wait a moment. Oh. There, there are not only one. So there, there is this nameless midwife first. Okay. Her uh, later name in medieval times is Isabel. Uh, and so he found her and uh, here is the dialogue. Man, where are you going? And I said, I seek a Hebrew midwife. And she answered me, are you from Israel? And I said to her, yes. And she said, and who is she who brings forth in the cave? And I said, my betrothed, my engaged. Mm. And, and she said to me, is she not your wife? Oh. And I said to her, she is Mary, who was brought up in the temple of the Lord. And I received her by a lot as my wife. And she is not my wife. <laughs> But she has conceived by the Holy Spirit. He should have just said, and, yes, and, she's and, my <laughs> wife. We don't have enough time. Come with me. And, <laughs> and the midwife said to him, sure. <laughs> is that really in Or is it really true? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And Joseph said to her, come and see. Oh. And she went with him. Yeah. Wait a moment. There is... Yeah. Uh, and they stopped at the entrance of the cave, and behold, a bright cloud overshadowed the cave. Mm-hmm. And the midwife said, My soul is magnified today, for my eyes have seen wonderful things, for salvation is born to Israel. And immediately the cloud disappeared or dissipated from the cave, and a great light appeared so that our eyes could not bear it. A short time afterwards, the light withdrew 
a short time afterwards that light withdrew until the baby appeared and it was walking and took the breast of his mother Mary. Wow. You know, just born Jesus is already walking. <laughs> and the midwife cried, this day is great for me because I have seen this new sight. And the midwife came out of the cave and Salome met her. That's the second midwife, okay? Salome met her. And no, this she, is not the Salome that we know. No, from, no, no, okay. no. This is a different Salome. <laughs> this is a midwife Salome. They need to be two because you have two midwives uh, in Exodus also. They are differently uh, named, Sifra and Pua. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you, you know, they need to be two. Okay. Uh, probably for that reason, I don't know. Uh, and so Salome came into this picture and Zabel said to her, Salome, Salome, I have a new sight to tell you about. A virgin has brought forth a thing which her condition does not allow. And Salome has said, as the Lord my God lives, unless I insert my finger and test her condition, I will not believe that the virgin has given birth. Whoa. And the midwife went in and said to Mary, make yourself ready, for there is no small contention concerning you. And Salome inserted her finger to test her condition. And she cried out saying, Vote for my wickedness and my unbelief, for I have tempted the living God and behold, my hand falls away from me and is consumed by fire. Oh my God. And she, she kneeled before the Lord saying, O oh God of my fathers, remember me for I am the seed of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Do not make me pillar it for the children of Israel, but restore me to the poor. For you know, Lord, that in your name I perform my duties, and from you I have received my hire. And behold, an angel of the Lord appeared and said to her, Salome, Salome, the Lord God has heard your prayer. Bring your hand to the child and touch him, and salvation and joy will be yours. And she goes, touches Jesus, oh. and is miraculously healed in that yeah. hand, which yeah. examined Mary's virginity after birth. Wow. So here you have that R-rated uh, part. Well, this uh, is even more than R-rated. <laughs> this is insane. Religious. Yeah. But this is, this is um, the kind of, the, now you understand why medieval Christianity was really kind of uh, greatly in love with this story and, and everything. And we have here a picture of that, you know, that there were many, many uh, depictions of, of these midwives. Uh, but wait, here before we, we go on, this is... In, I, 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 those if, midwives if we, were an irregular... A regular part oh. of, of really medieval Christianity and that's probably why they need to be there too also because yes. uh, uh, 
generally uh, only two witnesses were considered to be reliable. Yes. So here you have two uh, midwife witnesses who are attesting to yes. virginity of Mary even after her birth. So yes. here you have all the parts of uh, of those dogmas we mentioned earlier, like yes. three episodes back. Uh, you, you know, that's uh, immaculate conception, virginal conception, that yes. virgin conceived, and virginal birth. Yes. That even after giving birth, Still she remains virgin. And you have it, Salome was actually punished for trying to figure that out. But and shouldn't you talk about the connection here to Thomas and needing to f put his finger in the side of Jesus, otherwise he wouldn't believe it? That, that might be what is hearkening to it. You in know, other words, this is, guy heard a sermon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he got it mixed up? And, and you can also see the, how this superstitious, uh, I would call it superstitious religiosity, uh, which is presented here in uh, Proto-Evangelium of James, how it is uh, by being at the same time uninformed religiously in uh, Hebrew tradition, say, or in Jewish tradition, at the same time, based upon the Christian uh, ethos, is uh, equalizing. Mm. So here you have exactly, you pointed it out, you have Thomas who is uh, in, uh, wanting to insert finger. Yeah. Here you have Salome wanting to insert yeah. finger. So you have uh, flipping the uh, gender roles. Yes. Uh, while, uh, we, we discussed that for a while, uh, in uh, that ordeal of bitter water in the Hebrew Bible was prescribed only for a woman. Mm -hmm. But here in Proto-Evangelium of James, mm -hmm. not only Mary, but Joseph as well. Yes. You know, it is clear misunderstanding of the Hebrew material in front of them, but they are bringing to it more equality, which is coming with Christianity mm -hmm. to it. So uh, Christianity probably influenced mostly by Hellenistic world. Yeah. Brought greater appreciation of women. Uh-huh. And uh, so women are heroes definitely more and named heroes yeah. more than they would be in uh in, in Jewish Bible, mm -hmm. uh, it's it's all the time funny, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, or ridiculous, even. Yeah. But at the same time, you see this equalization going on. You you see that uh, in in one hundred fifty, common era, it's it's there. Yeah, and that that makes it really very interesting insight. Yeah. So, you know, behind all of this stuff, which is beyond believable and ridiculous, you have still so much interesting insights yes. teaching us about early Christianity and, and, and their self-understanding, you know, yes. and how the community functioned yeah. and, and, and so on and so forth. So... And then, uh, and behold, Joseph was ready to go to Judea, and there took place a great tumult in Bethlehem of Judea, 
For they came wise men saying, where is the newborn king of the Jews? Mm. For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. And then here we have Herod appearing. Mm. Uh, and Herod heard this and was troubled and sent officers uh, to the wise men and uh, sent to the priests with the questions, how it is written in old books, uh, and, and so on and so forth. And uh, um, sends them out to Bethlehem, just like in Gospel of Matthew. Here we are again back in Matthew. And uh, then uh, they pay homage to Jesus, uh, wise men, and depart, like in the Gospel of Matthew, they depart other way. Mm -hmm. Then king, recognizing that, uh, you know, he was deceived, uh, sends officers and with the uh, commands of uh, murdering uh, babies, uh, particularly focusing on John. Don't ask me why, but John is the primary focus and Herod is kind of, uh, maybe because of the later being executed by different Herod. Uh. <laughs> okay, but uh, this Herod the Great is kind of focusing, maybe the, the author was completely misunderstanding because there were too many Herods, <laughs> you know, of, uh -huh. of, the, of different other attributes, you uh. know, or different other uh, names. Uh, and different generations, uh, but uh, Elizabeth is hiding John. They are hiding the 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 hill is open for them, so they are hiding in it. And uh, Joseph is commanded to take Jesus to uh, to Egypt, from which uh, from where uh, the the Son of God should uh, return. That's that's the similar quotation. And that's the end, wow. almost. Uh, now, I, James, wrote this story in Jerusalem when tumult uh, arose on the death of Herod and withdrew into the desert until the tumult in Jerusalem ceased. Hmm. And I praise the Lord God who gave me the wisdom to write this history. Grace shall be with all those who fear our Lord Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Wow. And that's it. Yeah. This is the end of Proto-Evangelium of yeah. James. So is that, is that common to have that long of a first person thing at the end of a... Oh yeah, occasionally yeah. it would be. You know, it's usually a sign that it is a uh, forgery. Hmm. They would do that. Uh, I, I know if, uh, say, from clay tablets, that the scribe would write, you know... Uh, it's almost like an uh, elaborate uh, signature. Like, like a signature. Uh, yeah. But in the biblical texts, if you have it there, that's usually a sign, even with Pauline letters and, and so on, uh, especially the more elaborate it is, like over here, <laughs> the more it is a sign that it is... An, later forgery mm. yeah and and this was clearly not written uh, around that time mm -hmm. uh, and and it assumes certain titles say for for jesus and so on which would definitely not come 
at that time. You uh. know, this is trying to project itself to be like uh, just few years after Jesus was born uh. over here. Okay, uh, at the death of the King Herod the Great, that does not fit. You know, mm-hmm. by the time no one would speak about Jesus as Jesus Christ, for instance. Mm-hmm. Jesus was just a baby at that time. Mm-hmm. So, you just brought us through six episodes mm-hmm. of the same Christmas series. Let's imagine somebody listening, binging all of them on Christmas Eve. Oh my. <laughs> And, yeah. w- and 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 finding him or herself with this um, uh, which I can relate to right now, which is like this wonder of of this connections you've brought to this, but also a shattering in a way of this legendary story that that w- that we have so many emotional connections to. So what, why why shattering? Well, yeah. well that's uh, what I want to ask the, you. The, this, <laughs> this is this is uh, fine. There's no I, way. I, there's no way you can keep this together. Why you, not? You can't not? keep the other I, one. I'm to- I'm just enjoying immensely this proto evangelium of James. I enjoy it you, too. Can't, can't you tell that I'm enjoying it? Yes. You know, yes. and I'm enjoying it like a Christmas pageant prepared by our children in the church. And, okay, everyone okay. Under, and everyone understands that they are putting in um, modern jokes, say, yes. but at the same time, they are dealing with the serious stuff in it okay. as well. Yeah, and, I see. Uh, most of the Christmas pageants are similarly mixing together uh, Matthew and Luke yeah. together, like we have here in Proto-Evangelium of James, harmonizing them and sometimes it goes well and sometimes it is a little cringy, uh, you know, and (laughs) and at the same time there are thrilling moments and sometimes you are saying, oh really? Yeah. You know, almost like the midwife, you know, just tell me this. (laughs) And and, and I think that exactly there is... uh, in this intersection is something very important. What modernity did to us is that it it took this away. Mm. And it's a pity. Mm. You know, I'm not trying to turn clock backwards. Mm. I'm only, I, I would love us to take it with grain of salt or to take it with this humor, which is yeah. present there. I don't know whether they took it humorously originally, <laughs> but we definitely can, you know, and who is going to deprive us of it? Right. You know, I think that they were, when I'm thinking about that sits in lab and we started, when we started with, uh, uh, with the Proto-Evangelium of James, you know, what is the sitting of, in the life mm-hmm. of, of this story? Uh, I, I see it as, as the early Christians narrating to the, themselves a thrilling story, mm. captivating, uh, pulling us into it. And uh, it's, it's like uh, S- Superman uh, films, you know, yeah. or those superheroes. You immediately know that this is a little 
Yeah. Nonsensical. All these Batmans and all these yeah. Spider-Mans and all yeah. these, uh, uh, how is it, uh, super women and, yeah. uh, you, 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 you yeah. know, and they have ridiculous costumes and driving ridiculous cars and, 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 and those are, and still are thrilling and, and people watch it yeah. and binge watch it, yeah. especially around the holidays when they have more time. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think it is something like that. Yeah, I see. Uh, I, I, I would compare it to it, or we compare it, to, uh, this uh, storytelling to those comic books. Right. And you don't need to give up your rationality at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it is that, that, um, that, that, that is that mistake, that we, that we took it and it has to be true. You right. know, the virginal birth has to be virginal birth. And, yeah. you, you know, you can actually document it that it, it hasn't been always like that. Right. You know, or uh, it, it was more like aspirational, hopeful thing rather than insistence on a dogma. Yeah. You know, it was narrated like these stories. Yeah. More. And, yeah, yeah. And, and I, so I, I, uh, I think I get what you're saying. It's all about the approach. The approach each of us have to the story is yeah. what really matters. And when you approach it dogmatically, you're mm-hmm. not getting the same effect. You're not getting the same experience. Yeah. And I, I, I said, I would just love this to be made into a film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and partly poking fun of it. I yes. think that it is almost asking for it. Yes. But at the same time, I, I think that still there'll be something substantial. Yes. You yes. know, it's it's like I, I just love life of Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly <laughs> for that reason. Yes. Then you know, only dogmatic people without imagination. Yeah. They're challenged and hated life of Brian. Yeah. Theologians who know the context and um, the, the biblical stuff, especially there, yeah. they recognize that they are very often quite close <laughs> to, uh, to, to, to historical stories mm. and historical context closer than those stilted faithful recreations wow, yeah. faithful recreations of uh, of of the of the gospels wow. for instance yeah, yeah. and uh, you know that's that's where i would probably end you, wow. you know the, the, it, it's a matter of a metaphor yes yes embrace the metaphor well, this has been a wonderful series. This last epic episode has been Proto-Evangelium of James. Oh, if a, you want to really enjoy something, yeah. just go. And it is written in an interesting and relatively high Greek. Uh-huh. You know, it, it'll, it'll be out there with the highest style in the Gospels uh-huh. or uh, among the Gospels. So, on par, if not higher, than Gospel of Luke. Mm-hmm. And with other New Testament writings uh, in an, a neighborhood of the Hebrews, mm-hmm. 
which is quite high uh, Greek also. Mm -hmm. So, uh, well, thank you for this Christmas message. Over six episodes. Yeah, good. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to everyone, and truly merry and sane. Yes. Till next time.